Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and good evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight's show. This is the special episode of the Psychic Inside Show on the Vibrary Radio Network. Some of you who may be tuning in are used to hearing the Vibrarian Show, where we have a topical conversation each Thursday. But due to the weather in the Atlanta area earlier this week, we needed to reschedule the interview that was lined up. So you get a special edition of the Psychic Inside Show tonight. I'm so glad that you are tuning in. The Psychic Inside Show and the Vibrarian Show are both part of the programming I'm bringing to you on the Vibrary Radio Network, which is on Blog Talk Radio. You can find our schedule and all the programs on blogtalkradio.com slash the vibrary, and that is T-H-E-B-I-B-E as in energy, R-A-R-Y. I'm dedicated to bringing you content and information that is intended to enlighten, elevate, and empower you, and I'm so happy that you tune in to this show. The phone line is 646-668-8988. You can dial at any time during any of our live broadcasts to listen, or if you have a question, press 1 to let me know that you want to come on the air, and I'll get to you as soon as possible. We also have a chat room that is open during the show where you can post your questions for the guests or the panelists each week. I would love for you to join me on Facebook. I'm gathering together a community that I like to call the Good Vibe Tribe. We come together, and I like to share information, articles, links, videos, uh, uplifting memes, things to make you laugh and generally put a smile on your face. I also share information about other events that are happening around the community, the conscious community, both in the Atlanta area and also nationally and even internationally through some of my connections that I've made abroad. So I definitely invite you to join me on Facebook, also Instagram and Twitter. It's the same handle, same way of spelling it. It's at the vibrarian, T-H-E-V as in vibration, I-B-E as in energy, R-A-R-I-A-N. And, of course, you may wonder what that means. And I have to tell you, I'm a librarian professionally back in my old life, but as the vibrarian, I'm committed to bringing you information that is high vibration because I believe that there is a lot of things out there that we need to counteract, and by being a force of positivity, I'm trying to do my part. Shows like The Psychic Inside are a wonderful opportunity for me because each week I get to sit down with people who have really had fascinating journeys discovering about themselves. And I believe that everyone is psychic, but you just may not recognize it. And so when I have these people on for interviews, the goal is that you will hear something that will make you say, hmm, you know what, I never thought of that as a psychic gift or ability, but it turns out maybe, just maybe, I can embrace this particular aspect of myself as this person did, and it will change my life forever. So the Psychic Inside show is something that is near and dear to my heart because I have been getting to have conversations with the most amazing people, and I am anticipating that tonight will be no different My guest this evening, I have been connecting with her over Facebook for some months now, and I have to tell you, I'm so glad that tonight is finally here because this interview has been percolating out into the realm of possibilities, and now it is time to become manifest. 
So my guest this evening, I would love to welcome and introduce to you Kimberly Beardier. And Kimberly, welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. Oh, well, thank you. I'm very pleased to be here. I'm glad we finally connected. I am too. Now, I have to tell everyone that a dear friend of mine who was very instrumental in my own journey into discovering more about myself named Prana is the tying connection between the two of us. And, you know, Kimberly, when you reached out to me and said, you know, Prana told me that we should connect. There's something that we should have a conversation about. I immediately it piqued my interest because he is a solid dude. He's really an awesome individual. And so I knew that you had to also have some really high vibrations about yourself for him to connect us with each other. And when I got to looking at your, your pages and the information you provided, I just loved the name of your business, Knowing Soul. I mean, that really triggered something in me because I really do believe that there is something that is beyond belief which goes into that aspect of knowingness. So I love that that is your business name. How did you come up with that as your embodiment for the work that you're doing? It was a very spontaneous thing that just happened. Um, I couldn't even tell you I remember exactly how I got to knowing soul. Um, I used to be simply do you, and after my spiritual awakening, it became knowing soul. I sort of transitioned from um, this idea of doing who you are and being who you are and the whole efforting behind that um, to a place of just knowing. And soul um, is really in reference to uh, your individual journey you know we're we're here we share the same home the earth um spinning in the middle of you know we don't even know what we are or where we are but one thing we do know is how we feel and we know our individual experiences and that's what it's referring to is knowing yourself um and knowing uh from moment to moment not who you are beyond that but what you are what we are and that's what your show is all about is really um, embracing and honoring uh, what we are all with all our senses and all our capabilities and potentials. And that knowing is really an ongoing, it doesn't stop, does it? You just keep knowing more and more about <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, is we, the one thing that is true, we always know, always have known, and we never forget. Uh, we just get distracted from it. And a big part of uh, my mission and my ministry is is to provide a space for people, even if it's just for an hour, um, to return to that place of knowing. It's nothing you achieve or find. Um, It's always there. And it's just a matter of removing the distractions, even if it's just 10 minutes a day. That really centers us back into it's a feeling place it's not knowing Mm -hmm. as in having data or gaining information it's literally releasing all that information we gather just for a few moments and you arrive at a place of knowing um, that needs no data to support it and needs no Mm -hmm. explanation to validate it Um, and Mm -hmm. that's that's what we are Um, and, and how you get there is by 
um, not trying to get there and not not mm-hmm. looking for it. We're already there. We're already complete. But that's been said so many times. The meaning of it's been lost. So my mm-hmm. my goal is to help people uh, find you know remember. It's really a remembrance and a recognition, mm-hmm. and it comes in silence, and it comes when you're still. Um, and that's where the clarity is and the wisdom is, and that's when the answers to the questions has come, and they're already there. You know, that is a lot of deep thought that you just distilled in about uh, one minute. I mean, really, when you talk with what you just said, there was so much in that (laughs) that, uh, you know, beyond data, um, and you even a while ago you mentioned the word efforting. That's so interesting because I've only mm-hmm. just recently come across that term. Um, and so would mm-hmm. you share, you know, with our audience what you mean by that? Because I think everybody will kind of identify and have an aha kind of uh, moment around that. Sure. Uh, for me, uh, you know, I've always, uh, when it comes to psychic abilities, it's nothing – I ever wanted to do or even thought I'd be doing. It's nothing I ever decided, well, let me learn how to do this kind of thing. Um, The thing that opened me up uh, was a constant questioning, even from a child. Um, I always thought, you know what, this has to be more simple. Like life is more simple than we're realizing. And we're sort of conditioned and we're taught that in order to achieve anything, uh, we have to work real hard at it and put a lot of time. And when it comes to tangible accomplishments, you know, what I call earth life, when it comes to earthing, um, living as a human on earth, of course there are things that we must put effort into um, and and time into. Um, But when it comes to um, being um, centered and grounded uh, and in tune, with our individual missions and purposes. And everyone wants to know what's my life purpose. You know, one of my, there's, we all know there's some, there's something until you open up to it, you know, there's something for me here. Like everyone has that question. And, and then we think, well, in order to figure out what my life purpose is, then I must put in some work or I must find this or research that. Um, but really, uh, you know, there's a time to effort, but before you effort, it's important uh, to be clear, and then mm. where to put your energy and where to put your focus is uh, you automatically know. You know that that's um, when you look at people who really um, you'll see you see people who are um, living and expressing themselves creatively. Uh, anyone you see who has reached a level of achievement in life, and by achievement I mean they're being who they are, and you can tell they're doing what they're here to do. Um, mm. There was you know, before you get to the place of actually putting in the effort, you you first have to be you have to know your soul, you know, um, mm. and then where to put your effort. It, it's very natural. It's very organic. You know, okay, now it's time to do this, and and the people, places, and things will show up and synchronize with your wishes, um, as mm. opposed to. I don't know what I need to do, so I'm just going to try this, then I'll try that, then I'll try this, and I'll try that. And especially when it comes to spiritual 
pursuits. Um, and I, I say spiritual pursuits because I hate to see it, but there's a whole industry now, a very lucrative one, where processes are being sold and methods and procedures mm-hmm. um, to attain enlightenment. And, and really, people are trying to effort their way, work really hard mm-hmm. at, at well-being, because spiritual enlightenment mm-hmm. is really about feeling well in your own being, just feeling well. And that actually involves the opposite of efforting. It involves releasing um, and being still. And you'll, you hear mm-hmm. your voice. You feel your own energy. Um, you feel your own direction. You, you can see, hear, taste, smell your, your soul's journey, your history, your desires, where you're headed. Um, and when you're in mm-hmm. that place of knowing um, the effort um, you, it's right action, right, versus mindless action. <laughs> Um, and that we're in a society where we're just told if you're not working really hard and you're not, if you're not, you know, like putting in a 12 hour day is more admirable mm-hmm. than really taking the time uh, to be clear and sane. I call it sanity when I'm not reaching and grasping and wishing, but I'm still and I know where I'm headed and mm-hmm. I know what I want. And then the effort, you know where to put your effort, when to put in your mm-hmm. effort, who, to, who, uh, is with you um, and who is not with you. You know who you mm-hmm. can um, collaborate with and and who. Um, so the answers are clear, but it all starts with knowing. And you know, like mm-hmm. you said earlier, beyond, you know, going beyond beliefs and faith, there's, we all have a place of knowing, a space of knowing. It's inherent. It's in us all mm-hmm. the time. It's what we are. You know, there is a book that was out a couple years ago that made all the little waves, and it was talking about uh, the efforting principle, but it was talking about 10,000 hours, I think, or it had calculated the number of hours that you needed to invest into a particular skill to become top at it. And, of course, people were like, oh, okay, well, now there's a formula. But, um, you know, as you were talking about your process, I was thinking about Venus Williams. I mean, no one can deny that she is at the top of her field and that it has taken her great diligence and practice and effort. But if she was not passionate about the sport and that particular activity of competitive uh, of a competitive nature if if it didn't make her happy at, at a deep level i'm pretty sure she would be playing tennis if she wasn't getting paid for it um that she would be playing it just because she loves it but she has put in then right. she's seen where to put her effort like you say and now mm-hmm. it is not who she is it's what she does with herself and her abilities and thankfully hopefully she's in a place where she is finding joy in it because many times we might find I think a lot of people get into a conflict because you might be really good at something you've invested a lot of time in your career and your skill set but the passion may shift for you at some point in your life and I'm sure that that is probably where you see people in your life coaching uh, uh, practice 
is that they've reached a crossroads where they'll say, well, wait, the thrill is gone, but how do I walk away from something that I've invested this much effort in and I've obtained a high-level proficiency in, but it doesn't make my soul sing anymore? Uh, is that um, the kind of conversations that people approach you with when you're uh, coaching practice? Um, yeah, you'd be amazed. Often there is an initial goal, but as we peel back the layers, you know, it really becomes um, an exploration within. And from that, all a whole new crop of possibilities will come up. So it may start off that way where, you know, something's missing, I'm at a crossroads, I'm not sure, but it always opens up. Um, that's just an indication of blocked energy, you know, repressed energy. Um, and that and that goes back to what we've been conditioned to do. We've been conditioned somehow in our 20s, we're supposed to figure out what we're going to be and get educated <laughs> and go out. And then we're told, you know, you're supposed to have this. And, and that just doesn't work. Um, we are very changeable. So even Venus at some point, and we may never know, she may hit mm-hmm. a point where she just doesn't want to play anymore. <laughs> like, well, I did that. Mm-hmm. The beauty of the human journey is that it's ever changing. And, mm-hmm. and when we lock ourselves in to a certain path because that's what our parents did or that's what we were taught and we're not in tune with ourselves and the, and the way that uh, we're constantly changing, um, we're not the same people we were 10 minutes ago. We're not, you know, we're not the same people we were a year ago and we, none of us can ever really know what life will reveal to us and, and how our passions and focuses will change. Um, but we're so determined to be locked in, and when we find something we like, we want to hold on and keep things the same, and our soul is constantly evolving and, and being open um, and exploring new things. And, we're, and there's always new skills. There's not, I don't believe we all have a life purpose. We have many purposes, and they change. Mm-hmm throughout our lives. And when that call to change comes, we often, so this is where I typically people, I attract people who are aware that, okay, it's time to change something. Um, but they're open enough to say, I'm afraid. And we mm-hmm. peel back the layers and identify the root of that fear. And from there, you know, once you get clear about, you know, what you're really desiring, um, and even if you don't know that a lot of it is having, um, feeling comfortable walking into the unknown because whether we want to acknowledge this or not, most of us deny this, but we're always walking into the unknown. Even when you think you have your life planned and you think you know how things are going to go, we're constantly walking into the unknown. And when we embrace that, when we embrace that fact, um, that's when we walk in courage and we're open to, um, you know, what would it take if Venus woke up one day and said, I don't want to play anymore. Like that would create a Mm -hmm. chain reaction in her life. That would affect many, many mm-hmm. people. And it could very well mean that maybe she, she's very good at what she does, but that doesn't mean that she still has that same fire, but she's kind of locked in mm-hmm. now, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, so we, you can never know. That's the other thing. We can never know looking on the outside another person's experience. Right. Um, and that's the kind of things, that's why I love the work I do, is, is um, acknowledging these, you know, what, what people feel they should hide from the world or deny in themselves is giving, them, giving others a space to acknowledge their fears and how, how they may be um, blocking themselves. And, and 
uh, with that knowing, you know, getting in touch with yourself, um, that's when the courage comes to sort of step out and maybe go in a completely different direction. Um, I know she had a passion for doing nails. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, her career was much more lucrative and much more like she affected, you know, she's touched the whole world with these you know, gifts that she has. And, you know, it's paid off. Um, I remember reading, I think it was her, or it might have been Serena, really, really had a passion for doing nails. That was the mm-hmm. thing she liked mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I think I remember hearing that, too. I... <laughs> yeah, sometimes we're called, um, you know, to do something that, you know, maybe I have a very strong passion in one area and, I'm, and something comes naturally to me. I'm very good at it. And I serve a lot of people. But sometimes we're called in other directions that wouldn't make sense to everyone else. And and that's, mm-hmm. uh, I meet a lot of people that are sort of grappling with that. Like, how do I go over here because my family's going to think this? And, you know, what about, you know, these, like we're very concerned with, because we're a social group, humans are, mm-hmm. very concerned mm-hmm. about everyone else when really we're here um, to do something um, that sometimes um, it's just really about us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's part of that knowing <laughs> you experience and come yeah. into knowing uh, through that experience. That, that you'd be amazed, you know, the courage. It's really about courage. Um, our society is set up in a way that works for the economy. Um, we all have to contribute in a certain way to keep things going and have the life that we have. In America, I don't know if we have listeners in other countries, but so um, we're sort of programmed to believe that, you know, this is what you must do. And then you see those wonderful examples of people who, you know, start companies and, and, and invent products and, you know, do amazing things. And when you look at their story, I love, that's why I love biography. If you look at their story, there's always <laughs> that, that point in their life where, they had to just step into the unknown and go against what everyone thought they should be doing. And mm. uh, I sort of attract and, people that are ready for that <laughs> or want to be well, ready uh, to, to um, develop that courage to honor what is in their mind and their heart, their well-being, to honor their well-being. Well, what was, as you talked about, always having a feeling of, there's got to be an easier way than this. What was your first big step into the unknown then as you were growing up and looking at the way that life was presenting to you and feeling that there was something different about it? You know, I never took a big step. I was a, okay. I was an observer. Um, I, I don't come from a religious family, but I decided I wanted to go to church when I was like six, seven, eight. So my parents were like, okay, well, you can go to church. So I get on the bus and go to Sunday school because I was trying to figure this stuff out and I sit in the church. And I'm like, well, what they're saying doesn't completely make sense to me. You know, then I started studying astrology and I, just, I would observe people and situations. Um, and I really took a back seat. My awakening just hit me over the head. I wasn't trying to, I didn't even know what a spiritual <laughs> awakening was. So the big step this came and scooped me up. I didn't didn't see it coming, didn't know what was going on. Um, it just happened. It was like uh, the powers that be said enough already, you know. <laughs> I'm going to push you since you won't take the step. Because I was very determined 
to follow my parents' footsteps. Um, they were married, you know, mm-hmm. until my father transitioned. You know, they were married till death did them part. Um, you know, my mm-hmm. family, I had a family unit that I could rely on. And, and I, you know, have a great love of family. And that was my, you know, main desire in life. And uh, any career, I had many careers. I learned many things and I've served many roles. Um, but my primary focus was, was building a family. I was following their footsteps um, and sort of blindly doing so, um, dysfunctionally doing so. So it was a series of events over a period of time that led me to a place where things got so crazy. I just said, okay, I give up. Because <laughs> what I've decided is for me obviously is not for me. And mm-hmm. um, I just kept asking, literally asking that question, and it, it transitioned from I know things are simpler to show me. I didn't know what I was mm-hmm. asking. Um, just show me what I need to see. And mm-hmm. that's when the world opened up for me. But, you know, that, that's, that those questions, I mean, you know, the, me saying show me, it happened over a period of time. And happened, there were a lot of triggers and events in my life um, that sort of, you know, it brought me to my knees. It's like, okay, um, I, you know, I want to understand. It's kind of like uh, I observe humanity. I like to observe um, human nature. Um, there was a question asked on Facebook recently, what's your favorite animal? I say human. We are my favorite mm-hmm. animal. Um, and, and, and being human, it just is very interesting to me, even as a child, to understand why we do the things we do um, and the matter and emotion, understanding emotion is thing that so many of us are afraid of. We try to direct it, control it, but we don't honor it. We don't harness it. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the things I witnessed. So the, the big step just came and scooped me up one day in 2010. Okay, and mm-hmm. would would that have been, uh, what does that look like? Did you, because uh, I know that you're a psychic and, and medium, mm-hmm. and as you were having mm-hmm. these show-me kind of conversations, I'm assuming that that's when you were developing that dialogue with your higher self um, or coming into, there's a conversation that's happening, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you under, if you had a knowingness of, I'm having a conversation with something other than just inner. There's something higher coming in at this point. Or was it like then your veil was ripped off and all of a sudden you started having full-on claircognizance, clairvoyance, et cetera? Uh, what, what did that That's awareness kind of what happened, like? yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> I, I really didn't intellectually – I didn't have words for it. Like I've always been aware of what we call the higher self in – for me, that was just mm-hmm. all there was. Like, that's who I am. But there's no mm-hmm. words to, like, I can't personify what we call higher self. Okay. Because it's not the human, it's not the earthly human form. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The earthly human form must have an identity. You know, you have to have a name and, you know, an earth history. And that's what we identify with and labels that go with that, you know, because, you know, how else will you, you know, function? Um, but there was mm-hmm. always, um, I always felt that connection to that which cannot be defined, but I didn't try to define it because I, I never felt like I could define it. It was just there. And mm-hmm. so that okay. knowing soul has always been there. However, and, and there's a lot of misconceptions, and I think this may hold some people back in really um, opening to the gifts, we call them gifts, 
but the the abilities that we all have. Um, mm-hmm. But there there's um, misconception about sort. We look at our soul is separate from our ego, and we chop and dice this all up. And really, mm-hmm. all along, it felt all um, sort of like blended together for me, all just run together. And I often made decisions. I marched the beat of my own drummer that people would scratch their head. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. okay, well now mm-hmm. Kimberly's doing this. Okay, um, so, but for me, um, it literally happened in one moment. Um, when the veil was ripped off, it literally was. I was just cooking dinner one night for my kids. I didn't, you know, it wasn't trying to do anything and it just came over me. And um, mm. it's just a moment where I can't, there is no way to put words to it and I refuse to personify it. So okay. it's a very mm-hmm. favorite moment where you, I just knew uh, the question was answered um, in a mm-hmm. feeling space. Um, and after that moment, um, that's when the clairvoyance became, but people were coming to me in restaurants, grocery stores, wherever I went, people just started walking mm-hmm. up to me and telling me their story and asking me what I thought they should do. And I didn't know why this was <laughs> happening. Um, I started hearing mm-hmm. phrases and then someone would text me those words. I would hear mm-hmm. a song, the song, come on, start seeing repeating numbers, but the number was relevant to um, a matter of heart that I hadn't resolved in 20 years. So that person mm-hmm. shows back up in my life, and I get a chance to resolve something that happened when I was 20. That kind of thing mm-hmm. starts happening. Mm-hmm. Um, now everyone thinks, oh, it's so you know that everybody wants that. I want to awaken. You know, it was scary and overwhelming, and everything came because everything I was taught felt like fell apart. It's like, oh, okay, that was just an idea someone had, but it's not absolute. Like that's not necessarily for me. So then what mm-hmm. is for me, you know? And then meanwhile, uh, I started having a lot of telepathic experiences, and I didn't mm-hmm. know what it meant. Even though I had a psychic tell me a year before, oh, you're going to be doing this work. And I'm like, are you kidding me? No, <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. Not me, you know. Um, so <laughs> it, I was slow to get it, even though it was happening all around me. Um, and all of this coincided with my father's crossing. Um, mm-hmm. which was uh, an amazing experience. The whole, it was horrible, of course, mm-hmm. but uh, he, I really feel like I was being prepared for that because uh, he even got to a point where he actually crossed, he coded out and came back and told me what he saw. And what he, what he <clears> shared <throat> with me about what he saw when he died um, was the same experience I had when I awakened. And mm. I'm like, well, Daddy, you know, like, tell me. And he said, I was soaring through the universe. And he, you know, he explained all this to me. And I said, well, that happened to me, you know, in my spiritual awakening. Like, it's the same thing, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He died three months later. But it's like he came back just to let me know. Yeah, 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 that's Mm -hmm. real. Like, don't let that go. Um, Right. So a lot of things started happening rapidly, and I ended up at a psychic development class. I went to a gallery reading, and everyone's there okay. asking to get in touch with their relatives. And I said, well, excuse me, I have a question. I'm not trying to, to get in touch with anyone who's crossed. I'm just trying to figure out why I'm having these experiences with living people. And, and he looked at me and said, you need to come to my class. And 
Mm-hmm. So that's, I didn't really realize my ability. So I was thrown in a room with 40 people and I was told, okay, <laughs> say what you see. Right. I'm like, oh, right. this is what's been happening. <laughs> I was okay. being called into service. I was being yes. called into service. Um, I had worked really hard to, um, you know, get my life coach certification. Uh, before that, I was an IT project manager. I worked really hard to, you know, to excel at that and, you know, everything I've done. But this is the one thing I did not work hard at. And when I mm-hmm. went through this class, I was actually taught how to do it. And I have spent uh, the last few years unlearning what I was taught and going back to the beginning when I was not mm-hmm. trying to do it. It just naturally mm-hmm. happened. It's natural mm-hmm. for me. And sort of stepping back from the processes and the procedures, of, okay, you should do this and you need to protect yourself from that and da da da. You know, um, basically, when your heart's open, um, it just happens, and mm-hmm. I chose relationships and and the, the the people, places, and things to sort of break my heart wide open, and that's yes. really the key <laughs> to everything we're talking about. Right, <laughs> that breaking the heart wide open—that's it. That's uh, mm-hmm. quite the experience. But I think that. As I understand the human experience, that's why we come. <laughs> it's because that that opportunity mm-hmm. is for the soul to experience through the human conditions what that mm-hmm. um, feels like for all this beauty and uh, challenge as well. And it's different now, for I, everyone. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's so interesting <laughs> about you know being dropped into kind of this. A new way of being, and you mentioned that you've been unlearning the things that you learned in class. One mm-hmm. of the c- consistent things that I hear from uh, people, not just on this show, but in conversations I'm having in in, in life, is that we are in a place where the institutional instructions, be it if you learned Reiki or pranic healing or any other modality, that the frameworks that were useful in moving you to a certain point of awareness then become uh, kind of rather a box and that people are moving out of that and starting to emerge with a wholly unique way of being the pranic healer, bring a, a Reiki healer. So they're not calling it Reiki mm-hmm. anymore. They're just saying I am a healer because it is the healing expressed through their individual uh, skill and knowledge exactly. that is just not yeah. limited to that. So when you said that, immediately I thought about, well, of course you are, you know what I'm saying, because you're meant to kind of get the ingredients of, of our soup, so to speak, but it's us, up to us yes. to then, add, you know, add or take away, sprinkle a little bit of salt or whatever else it needs to be mm-hmm. the perfect ingredient that's us, you know. That's very confirming yeah. uh, because a lot of people we beat themselves up. We all Yes. If you're following someone else's practice, yeah, Mm -hmm. this is something, you know, like Reiki, it's something, you know, someone came up with and said, okay, well, this is what you do. I mean, symbols mean this and that. But, and it's good. I mean, that that has a lot of value um, in, you know, helping you focus. You know, I didn't know anything about any any light work. Um, 
and I was sort of being called to do it. So I did educate myself. I went to a few classes and got certifications. And, um, yeah, what I found is, you know, okay, but my soul is doing it this way. And I have a very mm-hmm. um, keen understanding that this is something that's been developed before this lifetime. I'm just sort of continuing something. Um, and this idea of, of uh, well, this is how I do it, so this is how you should do it, that's what I, I wanted to blow that out of the water because everyone has their own way. Everyone has something unique, and, it, and it's mm-hmm. in your heart. You know it by the way you feel when you do it, um, that you're doing what you're here to do. And um, no one can tell you how to do that. You You discover it as you... You learn these things and, and expose yourself to different situations and open your heart to people. That's the key. Opening your heart to the human experience. So many of mm-hmm. us are trying to avoid discomfort and avoid pain, but that's where mm-hmm. the magic is when you walk through the fire um, and, mm. you, and you come out. And you're like, oh, look, I'm still standing. But um, you develop that compassion for others through the pain that you go through. And then you start to realize how we are all connected. Every thought you have is influencing my thoughts without a word. Mm-hmm. And everyone who's listening, mm-hmm. you know, their thoughts are influencing our thoughts just because we're focused on the same thing without a word. Mm-hmm. It's happening all the time. And the work I do, I simply uh, interpret those connections, that energy. I don't read mind. I read heart. <laughs> Uh, Who wants to run around the psyche? That's what has everybody so confused in the first place. So um, I deal with emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Now, after your 2010 kind of shift, what what did your life uh, morph into once you started realizing that you were having, uh, well, mediumship is a big thing in my understanding because now you're, you're really, I don't know, it's almost like a, a very, uh, not heavy, I don't want to use, I don't know what word to use other than heavy, but it's certainly a significant interaction to be receiving messages from people who have crossed over and then be mm-hmm. carrying that as a conduit. Um, and the TV shows tend to make it look a little more easy or glamorous or uh, haphazard than I think what most people who are in mediumship tell me that they really, it's a sacred kind of interaction. How do you wake Very up one day so. from going to the grocery store and having, how's my life looking to, well, my Aunt Edna's, you know, she's here to deliver a message to you. Uh, how How does that look then for you in the subsequent years? Um, it's something, uh, one of the first, the first year after the awakening was just an adjustment period. And I wasn't claiming people say, oh, you're so powerful. And this, you know, this is, I'm like, no, I don't think this is powerful. Like, I don't, I think it's very natural. I think it's happening all the time with all of us. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, for whatever reason, um, I'm very comfortable speaking to complete strangers and expressing things to them because um, I'm not attached. But I went through a phase where I was being told so much how cool it was, how powerful, and I had to say, no, this isn't special. I'm not doing anything special. Um, I'm doing something that we're all, when you, when I do mediumship, um, one of the things that typically comes through is, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll show me the signs they've been giving their loved ones. 
you know, like on mm-hmm. the fern. There's a fern, like there's a plant. And I don't know what that means, but to them, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed, you know, the leaves move at a certain time. You know, like it's happening all the time. I'm just helping, helping them see how they're actually doing mediumship. They're connected to their loved ones all the time. Um, you know, so we're doing this all the time. And one of my main focuses is helping people see how their loved ones are always communicating with them. You really, you mm-hmm. know, I can put it into words for you, but the feeling experiences you're having when you feel them close, it's real. Like mm-hmm. I just sort of validate mm-hmm. what we're all doing all the time. Um, my first mediumship, again, was in that class. You know, I didn't know. But it's like, oh, someone's grandmother is like, just coming through. And so I tend to attract, um, it's two extremes for me. I attract um, grandparents, parents, um, people, you know, very loving um, sort of family bonds. And then I also attract uh, those unresolved, that heavy stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of situations come up where someone has crossed, who had, might have abused someone as a child. Um, and, and we work through that and resolve it. And, and you know, I take that very seriously. Um, mm-hmm. For me, the, the art, the craft of mediumship is, is something I just do. Um, but the, the sharing of it with people, I had to learn how heavy that is. Um, I've always felt that connection uh, with my family. That's why I study genealogy. I'm very passionate about that. Each relative mm-hmm. I research I can hear their voice. I can hear their experience. I can understand how what they went through affected my, you know, grandparents and my parents. I can see, you know, it's happening all the time. Um, so to me, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal, but it's the, the connection once you share that with someone. Um, it is very sacred. And at that moment, I think people forget, oh, this is a medium. Like, it's not even that, you know. It, it's very mm-hmm. emotional. It's very... Um, so it's happening all the time with all of us, and it's very important for me to help people see how you, even you don't need a medium necessarily when you're mm-hmm. still. You know when they're there. They're, they're there. We're all connected, whether we're in human form or not in human form. It's the same. And often mm-hmm. when I read, um, to me, if I'm picking up on someone who is in human form or if I'm picking up on someone who is transition no longer in human form it's the same to me there is no no um i don't see it as separate (laughs) like a soul Mm -hmm. is a soul is a soul some souls Mm -hmm. are in a body and some aren't Mm -hmm. so i keep it very light that way in my mind i don't attach to oh i'm doing i don't put a label on it um that's how i do i'm able to do the work is not to label it and not to i don't even think about, okay, this is going to be heavy. Like, I don't. I just say mm-hmm, what I mm-hmm. see, and I know that what's coming through is what that person is desiring. It's what they want. It's, it's what they need to understand or need clarity on. Um, whoever comes through is what they need at that moment, and that's really none of my business. I'm just sharing what I see, but so mm-hmm. I don't attach to it, and I don't step into it with them. I literally share the message, and I had to learn how to a slow down at some point because you know spirit comes through real fast you know mm-hmm. you get rolling and and to give people a chance to catch their breath because it is i forget that for a lot of people it's really extraordinary and like a wow moment but for me it's like oh yeah yeah this is happening all the time <laughs> but 
Right. So that was a, like that's something I have to work on. Um, I have to remind myself frequently that um, for a lot of us um, who are sort of distracted by the world and have lost touch mm-hmm. with uh, what we inherently are and what we do, it's a lot. And I have to slow down and pace myself mm-hmm. um, to give people mm-hmm. a chance to absorb what's happening. Because for some reason, we know everyone casually will speak of life continuing after death, but, but, you know, a lot of us also have this conflicting belief that, well, when you die, we're cut off. But we know mm-hmm. that's not true, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's where it gets we, disorienting for some. And I have to honor that. Uh, that's an important part of mediumship is honoring, you know, mm-hmm. what the experience is for the person receiving the message. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because you did mention that that persistence of soul presence that does not have anything to do with the human embodiment at any given moment. I have a couple people who I debate with sometimes about, you know, in a lighthearted way because everyone is where they are and (laughs) believes what they believe, but they talk about being able to hear what their grandfather would say to them, you know. And mm-hmm. I always challenge to say, well, who's to say he's actually not saying it? But uh, their mm-hmm. particular framework says, well, I know my grandfather so much that I am mm-hmm. projecting what he would be saying to me based on my knowing of his personality, but it's really just me talking to myself. And mm-hmm. I always say but is it? <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, we agree to disagree, but uh, mm-hmm. that that knowing, I think my first mediumship experience with someone, that really I kind of already always knew, but it took having that really direct conversation through a medium where all my uh, explanations, explaining stuff away didn't work anymore because I was faced very directly with evidence uh, conversational mm-hmm. evidence from my loved one that I could not refute <laughs> anymore. And it was great. Mm-hmm. I was super excited about it, you know, but I guess for some people it can be challenging that belief structure. Um, it's almost like it's too good to be true. Is it really true that my banana is here with me, you know, or is it just something, mm-hmm. I, you know, am I crazy <laughs> for believing this? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I and think you know we're what's funny? Into- sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes people are so wrapped up in what's ever going on in their life, you know. And grandma comes through, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay." But what is my husband going to do? You know, okay, but grandma's here, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah, it, it goes both ways. It's like yeah, 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 okay. Um, but yeah, when your heart's open. Um, you know, and here's the thing, I and mean, this is how I see it, and there is, you know, I don't proclaim to know the mysteries of life, and I don't know. I'm here um, and just serving the way I'm here to serve, but the, I don't know. But the way I see it, um, when we go back into, when we leave the physical form, um, there aren't necessarily distinct individual globs of energy that represent grandpa and oh they're mm-hmm. like they all are sort of um what we call they and him and she 
um, are more fluid and um, getting the word conjoined, um, and they mm-hmm. can come together and create a different energy field and, and in different ways. So it's not distinct people at that point. So mm-hmm. it could be like in that situation, I know that's my grandfather. Yes, your higher, your soul, your spirit is speaking with that spirit and tapping into that human journey and those memories. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot going on there. It's not, I don't see it as distinct individual souls. Mm-hmm. Like we are distinct mm-hmm. individual humans. Um, just like we're connected energetically, um, even though we're in separate bodies, um, when mm-hmm. we're not in these bodies, um, there is a commingling that happens that human bodies can't necessarily do. But we look at mm-hmm. it, the only way we can really understand it is to you know, personify it and make it, put it in human mm-hmm. terms. Mm-hmm. And it's something, mm-hmm. like I said, much more simple and much more easy than separate human experiences. It's, it's uh, I call it a symphony. Mm-hmm. Many different experiences coming together. Um, and, and when they arrive, it takes a lot of effort for a soul not in human form, to communicate with us. And I always honor that, too. Um, mm-hmm. And I always thank them for coming. It's a lot of effort. And and when my mm-hmm. father crossed, he showed me a lot. It's, I really believe I woke up the time I did to prepare me for his crossing. Because he told mm-hmm. me before he left, he kept saying, when I get back home, we're going to write a book. And I thought he meant mm-hmm. he get left the hospital and went back home. But he kept saying, mm-hmm. uh, when I get back home, and he kept saying, when I go, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what do you mean go? You're going to go home? He's like, okay, well, when I go home, I get. So he kept showing me. And the experiences I've had uh, after he crossed, because I know my daddy for sure. And mm-hmm. I believe when you know for sure, you can feel the essence of someone that's mm-hmm. crossed over. That's them. There's nothing to question. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Back, back to that knowing soul, right? <laughs> it comes full yeah. circle. And sometimes right? you just don't need to question. Yeah. And, and sometimes there is no right or wrong, and sometimes there is no um, you know intellectual answer for it. Um, those are the things that sort of block our our connection to what we are, which is way much more vast than the planet Earth, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like to operate on Earth, dot. you need this you need this mental framework in order to operate on Earth, and yet that mental framework. Mm-hmm. Uh, can become the box, you know, as well. So yeah. it's kind of a two-sided. Uh... <laughs> and we're here to enjoy the human experience. We really are. Um, we're here to enjoy it. Um, I, I hate to hear ego referred to as something negative. My ego got in the way. But, no, that's all part of what we're here to do. You know, we're here, you know, to adorn our bodies and express our thoughts and contribute to the earth and and be individuals and have a personality and have all of that. All of it works together. And that we are also energy, right? We come from matter um, that is not of this world, right? We don't know what it, what it is, but um, it all comes together. And, and integration is the ultimate, that's, that's the path, is when... Uh, your spirit is informing um, your ego, and, and each you celebrate, you know, it's all integrating it all. 
And that's what we call becoming whole, not resisting any part of it. Mm-hmm. So it's not that we're either spiritual or we're not. It's not the case. Everything is spiritual. The human mm-hmm. uh, experience is spiritual. The earth is spiritual. Everything has come from the same source, mm-hmm. whatever that is. We can give it names and say we understand it. We don't know. Right, right. Now, you mentioned being very much into genealogy, and as you were talking about that, I was thinking about the the field of epigenetics. Is that an area, um, does that term uh, ring a bell for you? I don't even know what that term is. Enlighten so, ep- yeah, it, so epigenetics is the that we are our ancestors' DNA in present formation, and our children are a future us. And so, the genetic legacy that includes not just our biological material, but our emotional material, and those things that the DNA carries that we don't even know of. That okay, we yeah, are yeah, a collection yeah. of the energy of every biological expression Absolutely. of our form mm-hmm. now manifesting in current and then sending the seed forward in evolutionary kind of. But it, it, it talks about how soul trauma, of course, can be passed down to uh, generations oh, yes. and imprints of, of mm-hmm. for Native Americans and, and people who've been oppressed, the imprint on behaviors and frameworks and energy and ideas that is passed down without there actually having ever been. It doesn't have to be a nurture passing down. It could be a biological passing Mm -hmm. down that's more than your eye color and your skin tone or your weight and height. There's a whole lot Mm -hmm. of stuff. And so the field of epigenetics is all of a sudden this term has been bursting on the scene with TED Talks and all manner of studies. But they're talking about the importance of of our genetic selves. And I think it's so interesting that more and more mediumship is coming full front now. It's not something that is being hidden. There's TV shows about it. There's more and more services. People are much more comfortable talking about mediumship and that I think that that's part of this bubbling into the awareness so that we can heal and connect the dots and realize there is not separation and move out of those then family lineage experiences that may not have been so positive. And you talked about helping people resolve great pain sometimes, the the unsettled mm-hmm. conversations. You mentioned somebody being abuser to someone when they were living and needing to kind of uh, make uh, ownership of that or Men's with that person in present. That's all to me. It's like energetic clearing on multiple dimensional <laughs> levels. You know, everything is everything is energy, right? Emotion, energy, emotion. And I, I definitely um, I, I see it this way. Um, and this is just how I see it and how I approach it with my children. Um, we're here um, in part to evolve. Our, our DNA chain. Um, mm-hmm. So even when you talk about the oppressed, even the oppressors have passed down um, mm-hmm. their pain, right? Because there's a certain mm-hmm. level, anytime you break away from the heart, and even 
you know, if if someone was proud of how they may have oppressed others in their life, there's an energy that is passed down that is that contradicts the heart, that contradicts what we are. So even the oppressors' um, offspring are resolving the decisions made. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's carried down. Um, and, and my particular journey um, is tied to my father as well. I had my DNA done. So my I'm okay. deep in some uh, DNA research, and I've gone back like six generations, and I've, I've actually um, found my DNA connection to a man who owned my grandmother. Um, mm. Wow. So, um, second great-grandmother. Um, so now I have this genetic connection um, to that family as well. And, um, you know, there's certain things that, that we find it hard to address and talk about um, here, but it's really not that complicated. Um, but we are here sort of resolving the past all the time. And I tell my kids, you know, we're, sort of, we're breaking a lot of cycles, a lot of generational cycles um, in my family unit. Um, because when I talk about walking into the unknown, you know, when I, when my heart broke open, you know, and I found the courage to just walk out of the box into the unknown, mm-hmm. I was breaking mm-hmm. a lot of, lot of belief systems. I was challenging a lot of the ways things had been passed down. This is how you do this. This is what's right. This is what's wrong. And we're breaking a lot of cycles. Um, that's hard work, though. You know, people think, oh, that sounds so liberating and freeing and awesome. You know, now we're having the courage to face the things that the ancestors couldn't face, weren't empowered mm-hmm, to face, mm-hmm. um, or just didn't have the courage to face. And there'll be mm-hmm. things when I look back on my life, I'm sure I didn't, you know, have the courage to face everything. But, yes, I believe with each generation we're evolving. And not all of us, you know, some of us aren't here to do that either. You know, we, mm. we, we need um, – everything is positive and negative. You need the positive and the negative. It all comes together into what is so. So there are times, you know, some of us aren't here um, to evolve or to be worried about any of that. Some of us are kind of mm-hmm. here to shake things up, to wake people up, what we call mm-hmm. our problem people or challenging people. Um <laughs> But I, I do, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to the genetic, I do believe that, yes, the experiences of our ancestors are alive in us. Um, and it's a strength for me. I hear them singing to me um, to honor the freedom I have and the choices I have. I say, do mm-hmm. it for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do it for us. <laughs> and, That's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, when I learn those stories of oppression, um, and I literally see, um, you know, I have my fifth great-grandmother's freedom papers. Um, It's actually an Mm -hmm. act in the state of Georgia, the Fannie Hickman Act, where she was freed. Um, When I see the auction papers for my other grandmother, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it really, it doesn't upset me. It empowers me. It's like, look at, Mm -hmm. after, for every wish they had, to have a choice in their life, I'm going to make, I'm going to make those choices for myself. I celebrate their experience. I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel like I celebrate that because the strength they gained in that um, has been passed on to me. Mm. There's nothing I can't face. 
And that is the truth I, of it. I mean, I, yeah, I would not equipped. have my strength had they not suffered. I wouldn't. Right. We are equipped, you know. Uh, we just <laughs> don't necessarily realize it uh, in the face of things. Mm-hmm. I think that's so fascinating that you have been able to uh, actually put tangible records together. When you say genealogy, mm-hmm. you mean the real deal, going to archives and pulling uh, paperwork oh, yeah. and, as you said, auctions and sales and things like that. Now, you mentioned connecting then with uh, an owner of a member of your family. Did you mm-hmm. bring that connection forward into the present uh, lineage of that individual? Oh, no. Meaning, did no. You, do you um, know people? I, I documenting. <laughs> Yeah, I'm documenting. I don't really think there's a point to doing that. Um, but I, I mm-hmm. did document it. I have an ancestry account, and I, I document it very well. And if they were to look at their hands and see, oh, someone added something about Grandpa, and they come across. So I did list the slaves he owned in order to help other researchers find their relatives. It's very hard um, for African Americans to find their relatives before 1850 um, because mm-hmm. we did not mm-hmm. – we were not um, registered as human beings, so mm-hmm. it's very hard. You have to. I actually had to go through wills and find. You know, it's a lot. So, um, you know, if we are password across, I did have a woman connect me who's connected to the family that owned one of my grandfathers, and I opened that door to her because she, you know, I want to know that side of my family too. That's my DNA. Like that's mm-hmm. part of my lineage. It's who I am. Um, I don't separate myself. Um, from any uh, any of the people that are in mm-hmm. my chain. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a touchy subject, and it shouldn't be. I mean, it's just something that happened. It's reality, you know, mm-hmm. not a big deal. Um, it's just up to us, you know, to embrace it. It's like it's American history. Um, mm-hmm. If they would like to discuss it, I'd be more than happy to. But it's funny because when you on Ancestry, when you get your DNA done, it will show – you know, it groups everyone, uh, second cousins, third cousins, uh, and then we get to um, fourth, fifth cousins back. Um, most of those cousins are Caucasian for me. So that tells you right mm-hmm. there, it's like, oh, um, okay, I see what's happening here. So I have a whole bunch of family. If we can just break through these barriers, I'd love to get to know them too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that ancestry yeah. experience, I've heard a couple people talk about how fascinating it is when you start to mm-hmm. really tease out those connections. And uh, mm-hmm. it really does, I think those commercials now where they have people say, you know, I always thought that I was 50% Irish, but it turns out I'm not. You know, that, <laughs> that kind of is going a long way to bring us out of the boxes that we've constructed about our stories as to who we are. We to gotta, say, well, you we know, it's really harder. Yeah. <laughs> we keep trying to quantify and qualify. That's part of the, I think, the framework of, of uh, awareness of the scientific aspect of our mind. We're always trying to mm-hmm. assign a value to something in order to understand its place in our, in our world. Mm-hmm. And so much of what we're, Basing those uh, criteria is really faux or false, or it's only necessary up to a certain point, and then it doesn't serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. That's one of those frameworks that you let go, and you realize we're human. You know, I've got six different genetic strains. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're all connected. 
um, there is no black and white and you know Asian and Latino. Like when you when you, it's amazing. You get your DNA done. You see, you have cousins from all walks of life. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And we're all truly connected. <laughs> That's how I see it. It's like, oh look, this is actual scientifically scientific proof showing our connections. And and mm-hmm. energetically, we're doing that all the time. We don't have to be blood to be connected. We're all connected just by thought alone all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's why mm-hmm. I'm very, very limited in my social networking. I do it in waves um, because it's sort of overwhelming to me to pick up on all those people at once, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, right. I start to feel what people feel and, and start to think, you know, I'm like, sort of like a sponge. I have to be mindful um, because there's a mm-hmm. lot of static and a lot of churning and spinning around and things that are, you know, just not relevant. We worry about a lot of things that aren't really going to bring us closer or strengthen us mm-hmm. or put us on our course of well-being. Um, we're mm-hmm. so busy trying to be well and worrying about being well that we keep ourselves stuck. Um, <laughs> but when so that's the key thing is keeping the heart open um, you know, it's hard. Like I'll give you know, give you an example. I realize when I'm reading these records, like, oh, okay, my grandmother was probably raped. She probably didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And when I read mm-hmm. um about my other grandmother, I know she didn't have a choice, you know, but to have mm-hmm. these ten babies by this man. It's like, okay. Um mm-hmm. it's a lot to process, but you get to a place you realize that's just the way things were then. I can say it was wrong, mm-hmm. say or whatever. Um, it happened. And and really mm-hmm. what we're talking about tonight, like having you know the psychic abilities and mediumship, is about being able to um, embrace what is, um, mm-hmm. not assigning negative or positive, good or bad, um, mm-hmm. being able to walk in this space, walk this earth, um, accepting what is, and, and giving, and, and, you know, so it's sharing yourself from your heart your heart center, um, mm-hmm. which is a little deceiving because people hear heart and they have all kind of romantic notions about what that means. And it's not all mm-hmm. romance. You know, sometimes sharing mm-hmm. your heart is the most difficult thing you do. You know, having to forgive, mm-hmm. having to release. That's the hard work right there. But that's when you open up to all your senses. Well, you have moved into a space of heart-centered service to the world through your knowing soul uh, as a business. So when did you start then? I mean, you like you said, people kept coming up to you in the grocery store, but at some point then you, mm-hmm. you finally came into this as a way of being on a constant basis and being of mm-hmm. service. How long have you been then operating with knowing soul? Since I think 2011, um, okay. it was happening all day, every day to the point I was overwhelmed. And I realized if I didn't start giving, um, sharing, I was going to implode. Um, mm-hmm. It's like uh, I was getting so much information at once and and being uh, sort of, I will say, pushed to open my heart to others to share um, I had already decided I had been married for like 11 years at that point, and I already decided that marriage was going to end. I knew that before I awakened. I ever knew mm-hmm. that, and I had these things. I had these loose ends in my life. I had to face some difficult things. I had to clean house, and um, 
while I'm doing that, really I was being called to get out of my own head and, and, and not to, I was making such a big deal about things. Really, it was just time for that relationship to end, period. There's mm-hmm. nothing to mm-hmm. debate about or wonder about or plan. It's just time. So I sort of, uh, I hit a place where I don't know what I'm going to do in my life, but I know I, the question I asked and I asked them, I said, what should I do with this? People are coming mm-hmm. to me, like, what do I do? And I already had a website, you know, for the life coaching. I started a blog. Um, it was Simply Do You back then. I was doing that mm-hmm. work, and it just said, well, you know what? I'm just going to start reading for people. Like, I have to do something with this because it was it was overwhelming me. I have If I don't share um, and connect with others in that way, it's, it backs up in me. Um Mm-hmm. So I just threw the website up and started doing it, and that was that. <laughs> it was very spontaneous. <laughs> like, oh, that's what I'm like. You know what? You know, and what? How can I serve with this? I just kept asking, and that just organically came to me. Okay, set up the website. I set up a very, I think, a unique way for people to connect with me. Um, mm-hmm. I personalized it and just opened the doors, and that's just what I'm doing now. So. I just and don't so, feel like I had a choice. It was just happening in a way I didn't have a choice. I had to do it. And witnessing my father's final transition um, was such a powerful, powerful experience. I realized, you know, like he was so afraid of death, you know, and it's so hard on those of us that are left behind. Um, but mm-hmm. what he shared with me um, as he transitioned um I can't put words to it. It's like that, the essence of that, um, I have mm-hmm. to share in every way I can mm-hmm. with everyone mm-hmm. that I can. So it just happened. It's one of those things I knew, right, the knowing. I was in a place of knowing. So the right mm-hmm. action came and the efforts were directed in a way that was aligned with mm-hmm. what, I, what I'm here to do at this time. And so people who want to be connected to or feeling a resonance with your experience or your energy, what type of um, services, if if I look you up, what is it that um, Mm -hmm. I would be able to receive in my interactions with you? Well, when it comes to, so I have two different tracks. Um, You know, I have the, the spiritual work, you know, psychic mediumship, um, when it comes to those types of services, I don't chop them up. If you make an appointment mm-hmm. with me, um, I don't know if it's going to be mediumship or just, you know, more psychic. Sometimes people will schedule a psychic reading and we end up doing life coaching because they just really mm-hmm. want to work through something. Um, so I'm really mm-hmm. open in that way. Um, if you make an appointment for a psychic or mediumship reading, um, it could be 30 minutes to an hour and a half. I also do couples mm-hmm. readings. And I do group readings. I do it uh, via Skype, FaceTime, or on the phone. And then mm-hmm. I also can do in-person readings. Um, so I really, um, or however I'm called to serve, I show up. As long as it resonates mm-hmm. with my heart, I'm there. And I never know what to expect. I never know, <laughs> um, you know. So that's that track. And then with the live coaching, um, it's more tangible. It's more earth-based. It's more action oriented so um i don't really draw in um 
you know, the psychic readings and that, it's very on the ground. You have a goal, and I'm here mm-hmm. to help you stick to it until it becomes, till you have the habits and routines in place to sustain uh, your effort in a way that gets you to where you want to go. So, you know, life coaching is more I have this thing I want to accomplish, and I just mm-hmm. need some help getting focused and creating a plan, a workable plan with very clear, tangible objectives. It's very cut and dry. There is no mm-hmm. room to wonder and explore. So life coaching is really for those people who have a specific goal in mind that they want to reach. I'm just like a sports coach. Like we're on a team. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. you want to do. Um, you're just getting those habits and structuring your life in a way to be successful at that. Um, so mm-hmm. there are two different tracks to me, and as I said earlier, but it all comes together, spirit and ego, always, always working together. Um, they mm-hmm. they need one another in our earthly existence. <laughs> so um, that's how I sort of, uh, I walk in both, uh, uh, not both worlds, it's all the same world, but um, mm-hmm. it's all connected to me. So often now, when I do readings, you know, things will come up that, uh, sort of encourage people, you know, to go ahead and take real tangible steps toward achieving something. You know, um, they, you know, mm-hmm. realizations come up. It's like, okay, I know this is what I need to do. And so sometimes, you know, what starts off as a psychic reading will lead to a life coaching engagement mm-hmm. where it will mm-hmm. bring to life these things that are in your mind and your heart. Well, that's beautiful to be able to have a supportive structure then to manif- bring manifestation forward once you've kind of come into an awareness of something. Because a lot of times that happens like, okay, I've, ha- I've had this awakening. Well, now what? And that's sometimes the foundering. Sometimes spirit just steps in and it just, as you said, flows into where you're supposed to be. But other times there can be steps that really, if you can organize those steps around your growing or your shift, mm-hmm. it is so much more helpful, you know, <laughs> to have somebody uh, available in that to assist you along that phase. And I've learned that, you know, we're just never alone. So whatever assistance that can be provided to us in, in our expansion of ourselves, it comes. And it may be in the form of a person, a coach, a reading, uh, mm-hmm. listening to an episode of a radio show. You know, it will come to us uh, if we have eyes to recognize it, ears to hear it, you know. Oh, you have to do now, that. People, <laughs> people who want to find you, how can they locate your uh, services? I know you're on Facebook for Knowing Soul. You do have a community there because I'm a member. <laughs> I follow your page. How else can people connect with you? Uh, well, I also have a blog, uh, knowingsoul.com, because um, my name is hard to remember. So that's one way you can actually make appointments there as well. Um, and uh, my main website is kimberlyverdure.com. Um, and that's where I, and my whole booking process is automated. So, um, mm-hmm. I require, I'm pretty much on call, um, when, uh, I'm feeling like serving, I just open the doors. I just need 30 minutes notice. So if you make an appointment on my site, I 
get the text saying if we're meeting via FaceTime, Skype, or telephone. Um, mm-hmm. And most of my clients book me on the same day. It's rare that someone books in advance. So um, mm-hmm. I also have introductory readings you can schedule if we've never met and you don't know who I am, um, or they, you know, someone can ask one question, get a feel for my technique, and see if we can work well together. Um, mm-hmm. And those are the main ways to to connect with me. I'm not always active on the social networks, and as I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. Um, so, yeah, the best way is to go directly to knowingsoul.com or KimberlyVerdura.com. And then if, an, if someone wants to have, uh, like, a group reading or have me come in, uh, you know, to read for a group, um, just email me. I make arrangements. Um, if they're in Atlanta Metro, that's real easy. Um, I'm available to do that as well. I, you know, I, I can't remember if it's on your uh, Kimberly Verdure website or on Knowing Soul, but you have a knack for uh, graphics, if I am recalling right. You have some rather uh, inspiring uh, quotes and, and kind of uh, mm-hmm. pushes that are out there that have eye-catching visuals to them. I definitely uh, have brought a smile to my face. Uh, is it on both of the sites oh, or is it? Um, knowing Soul is, is where I post. Yeah, graphic design is one of my favorite hobbies. It's something I just like to do. Um, so really, uh, my website just combines everything I've ever learned into one place. I love to write. So that's sort of where uh, I have my creative, you know, like I said, it builds up in me. I have to get it out somehow. So that's what Knowing Soul mm-hmm. is. Um, I also have a crystal guide that I started working on there because um, mm-hmm. I love photography mm-hmm. too. So basically, Knowing Soul is everything I love to do um and just sort of my calling card you know like the beacon that goes up to attract the people i'm here to work with i'm only interested mm-hmm. in connecting with people um that will receive me um and that I'm, i mm-hmm. can truly serve um so and I've, I've seen some of your crystal posts on your uh, facebook page um, I want to say you had like a Lemurian uh, something recently that I was like, well, that was interesting. Uh, you know, just reading ab- up about the stone properties. I always feel un- undereducated when it comes to the amazing qualities. That there's so many crystals out there. You know, I've got like five that I know offhand, but beyond that, I'm always. <laughs> pausing for a few moments to edify myself when I see something go by. <laughs> now, do you teach any classes or workshops at this time? I don't at this time. Um, now, when it comes to crystals, there's something I just love. You know, always collected rocks or something. Um, I believe you could take any object, and if it's sacred to you, it will hold that power and that energy. Um, but crystals mm-hmm. are just, for me, a beautiful way to focus my energy. Um, you know, like a rose quartz is, is about, you know, it opens your heart center, um, and it's about um, unconditional love and, and um, you know, being open to this world. And, and I, I can literally assign any object with that meaning and look at it and connect. So crystals are just a way of focusing our thoughts and our energy. You can do that with any object you choose, you know. Um, so if I were to do workshops and classes, it probably won't be specific to crystals. 
Um, mm-hmm. But it would certainly be to mind mastery. Um, and I do have plans. Uh, I've actually been working through some ideas to do workshops in the future. Um, and the focus is certainly be, uh, you know, Matt, this is pretty much what we're talking about, is, is integration of, of all that we are and mastering our minds. Our minds are the tools to guide us. Um, so whether it's mm-hmm. crystals or, you know, whatever you're into, whatever focuses your thoughts and, and keeps you um, – keeps your energy, because um, your thoughts create your energy field, right? Um, and yeah. every thought under every thought is emotion, right? We don't even realize our emotions are driving us. You're thinking mm-hmm. one thing, that's because you felt something and you developed the thought. Mm-hmm. So any classes mm-hmm. um, I do in the future, I like to be interactive and I always like to do reading. So I'll probably be doing something along those lines. Um, I like to be very personal and individual. So instead of mm-hmm. teaching uh, something, um, I, I like to engage. So I'll be doing workshops that are sort of interactive and engaging um, with reading. Um, and maybe mm-hmm. I thought about, for fun, doing some crystal gritting, because that's always fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love to play with crystal gritting. That's amazing to uh, do. I've been to it one class uh, myself, but... You know, I'm always looking for when I have opportunities to learn from people. Um, and like you said, we're in that period of very, very unique expression of all that we are. Um, and so there's always an opportunity if I ever see somebody offering something, I'm like, well, let me go sit with them and uh, yeah, see what I can fun. absorb <laughs> from that, you know. Yeah. So now I know that this evening we've got several banks of pe- people on the call bank that have been listening in to the interview, and I believe there are a couple people who are uh, waiting to see if they can receive a complimentary reading. And we did discuss that you are certainly open to providing that this evening. So I um, mm-hmm. just really enjoyed our conversation so far, and the things that you've shared definitely um resonate, um, and I'm going to definitely go back and listen to that first 15 minutes again because there were a couple of money quotes in there that I just have to transcribe because <laughs> it was real deepness. <laughs> I couldn't get it all uh, as I was jotting my notes down. But uh, I'll definitely have that extracted uh, for us to put on uh, the Facebook page uh, and put quotes around it because I'm sure it's meme-worthy. <laughs> needs oh, to be well, passed on you. to more than just our listening audience. So um, I just thank you for being available for the conversation this evening. And we'll open up the phone lines here in just a few moments for the readings portion of the show. But I wanted to find out if you have any, any guidance for the callers uh, or if you'd like to explain a little bit about how your reading process works. Well, my process, uh, like I said, I read emotion, um, and uh, basically uh, it's just a matter of, because it's best if we have a little time limit, because I'll start going on, and <laughs> I want to give everyone a chance, uh, as many people that can get through a chance. So um, just have a focus. Um, if the focus is very broad, like let's talk about my love life, we could talk about that for hours and hours. So um, just have a very clear intention in your heart, and I promise it will come through, whatever clarity you need. Um, I read emotion. Um, So I'll be uh, sort of picking up on the feeling space around you and those 
the way people are feeling around you. Um, uh, so uh, also, a lot comes through in just a few minutes. So um, please have a pen so you can jot down if a feeling word phrase moves you, jot that down. Um, because after the reading's done, you're still going to be receiving information. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, we're all doing this all the time. And so when we interact in this way, your channel's open and you're going to start to get clarity and insight. That will go on through the night. So um, just have a pen ready and, and just jot down whatever moves you. Um, and that's pretty much it. I might need your help, though, on the timing because, you know, I, can sure. on, I lose track of time. <laughs> no problem. Well, we we have, uh, I think, two or three people are indicating at this point that they want reading. So we have a, a decent amount of time to address that and uh, callers. I uh, thank you in advance, callers. Now, I understand that these um, uh, calls are happening in a live and recorded environment. So understand that you are addressing your spiritual aspect in public space. And I thank you for your willingness to engage in that. And um, I think that both uh, Kimberly and yourself, if you're receiving a reading, if it veers into territory that you'd rather not discuss on the air, then I certainly would um, uh, encourage you to reach out to her for an individual reading to happen in private space where you can really um, maybe address those things a little uh, more comfortably and in privacy rather than on the air. But I am grateful for the callers that are willing to allow these conversations to be observed uh, by those who are in the listening audience. So I thank you for that. So uh, without any further ado, our first caller has been holding um, for, I think, in listening to this show, uh, caller area code 646. Welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. Who am I speaking with? Hi, you're speaking with Stacey. I'm sorry, could you repeat that? I'm a little muffled on hearing you. All right, I'm sorry, you're speaking with Okay, hi, Stacey. Stacey. Welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. Thank you. How are you this evening? We're wonderful. Thank you. We're doing. We're having a great time. Well, I'm happy you're here, Stacy. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to just take a second, Stacy, and just tune into you. Just take me a few seconds, um, okay. and then I'll invite you to ask uh, whatever you'd like to ask. Just give me one second. Okay. Okay, I'm ready when you are. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm just getting a sense. um, I don't know if you have small children around you, but I'm getting um, a a feeling um, of life that can only come from the heart of a child. (laughs) It's it's very powerful, and I'm just off the top, um, just getting the celebration of heart, um, no matter what happens in your life. um, Mm And that is, it can even be it's the love, it's the kind of love that can come from the heart of a child. But it could be a pet that you have or anything. I'm not specifically picking up children, but I'm just saying um, I just instantly feel around you um, so many opportunities um, to celebrate uh, oh. the heart. Like, so, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's in your heart and your mind tonight, Stacey? <laughs> I think I may have answered my own question so I was going to ask, what are my guides stating? Because um, I'm going to school, going back to school, and I have to get my uh, application, all that paperwork together. 
And right now it's cutting into my rent money, okay? So I'm trying to figure out, should I do a late payment rent or should I just wait until the, you know, or should I just kind of go with the flow? Mm -hmm. Okay, hold on one second. All right. Yeah, okay, so they're saying it's not just rent. There's a couple of things. They're talking about um, being able to go back to school with ease. It's important that you don't have certain, you know, stressors hanging over your head because the work that you're going to be doing is very important to you. And it's very enjoyable. It's enjoyable. It's not like you're going to school because you feel like, well, this is something I should do. You're doing this because it's something you know you're here to do. And they're they're talking about allowing the circumstances, your, your, the situation, the financial situation, um, to get that in check so that you are freer to really immerse yourself in your studies. It's so important. Okay. It, it, and it's extremely important, yes. Yes, first things first, because there's something about the financial pressure being a big old distraction. Mm-hmm. If, but it's something yeah. that's going to be easily remedied if you just sit down. They're talking about make a plan. Okay, okay, and cut out what you need to cut out. And it's well worth the effort now because yeah. in the long run, you won't have these financial concerns. So the, okay. take the time to clean up the financial finances now so that you're full on and completely immersed in doing this with ease without the additional stress. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Thank you, okay, Stacey, thank you. for calling in and listening this evening. All right. Thank you for a caller for calling in. And we've got another uh, caller who's holding here. Now, this caller, area code 718, welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. Who am I speaking with? Hi, this is Katie. Hi, Katie. Hello, Katie. Hi. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna sync up with you real quick. Give me one second. Okay. I'm just getting I always I always share what I'm getting. It's my way of validating my connection to you. So I'm just off the front, I'm getting a, a big release. Um I don't know if you're coming out of a situation where you're finally getting some closure on um, some under, internal understanding on how you've been feeling, why things have happened the way they have. It's kind of that I feel like I'm at a place where I'm finally <sighs> releasing what is not mine to carry. Are you resonating with that? Well, yes. I mean, yes, I've been doing that for a while. Yes, I've carried yes, other people's things and I've let them go. Mm-hmm. I have let them go. Yay! Congratulations! No, Thank it's a you. true release. It's not. It doesn't even feel like you're in process anymore. Like you oh get no! It now. I did, like, no, I've been. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> okay. Yay! <laughs> no, I'm, okay. I'm so bad. I feel like we're synced up. Good. Okay. What's in your mind and your heart tonight? Actually, I know I was reading like your description about with energy and stuff like that. I'm kind of into, um, say, uh, create. You know, I want to create my life. And I feel like I'm not happy with it. I'm not happy with the things that I've created. I'm not happy with certain situations. So I'm trying to figure out what am I doing, what do I need to be doing, and what do I need to stop doing? You know, like 
am mm-hmm. I complaining? Okay. And this is, you know what I mean? I'm, like, I'm going to dive in. I'm okay. diving in. Hold on one second. Okay. Um, so you're in this... Um, you're in the midst of a transition, um, and, and, and the process, you know, it's hard for us to see where we're at when we're standing in the middle of it, and you're much farther along than you realize as far as really honoring what's, what is true to you. You're much farther along. The biggest, the hardest part you just got through, and that was really acknowledging the ways you let others control how you feel. Like, that mm-hmm. was huge, that right. release. They're wanting you to stop and acknowledge that accomplishment. And and if you really, really look at the courage that you've gathered and how far you've come, you're going to feel much better about where you are. And the questions about what should you be doing or what shouldn't you be doing will fade. They're, they're talking about erasing that question that that's a, a, that's a circular loop. Okay, just let let the questions go. Um, that's the next phase. It's kind of like when you when you um, you know make transition and changes, and then you're kind of left hanging, like, okay, so now what am I? Um, and you're you're rediscovering yourself. Did you divorce or end a long term relationship in the last few years? <laughs> no, no, but I did, um, and. I kind of like ended a relationship that I kind of was in last year, but I wasn't married okay, to so, him or anything. Yeah, but you ended. It was a it was a meaningful relationship. It had an impact on your life, um, and realize that the ending of that was the ending of a, a cycle that had been manifesting in many other situations in your life. Yes, it's more than just that relate. Like that's yes. huge. So when you ask. What should I be doing? Where should I? What shouldn't I be doing? No, 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 no. You're doing everything you should be doing. It's literally at this point a matter of you acknowledging your strength and your wisdom. Uh, they, no questions. No questions. You're here. It's I getting totally to a place, agree with that. I totally agree yeah. with that emotionally, like in relationships. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm trying to change my life financially and things like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm doing something wrong. Because I should have abundance, a lot, a lot of money. Okay, so so when you say that, you don't believe it. So I don't so believe we're what? gonna go back. We're gonna go back a few steps. Okay. Um, money is about energy, right? It's right. about it's right. a reflection of your emotion, and right. we can we can say like do mm-hmm. the affirmations, like mm-hmm. say I should have abundance, but you said I should have abundance. You can say. I have abundance. I should have it. Even in saying that, you're saying I don't have it. So the more um, mm-hmm. you feed that, I should. You're you're acknowledging what isn't so now, mm-hmm. and sort of focusing, but it's not here now. So part of this process of releasing, like you mm-hmm. did that, you know, you, you're framing it as you know that was relationships, that was emotional, but this right. is money. But it's all the same. It's all the same. So now okay. you're in the process of reframing the way you see money, and they're giving this idea of mm-hmm. not looking at attaining a you know a certain amount of money or attaining. Um, they're wanting you to um, start desiring freedom. 
honor your desire to be free because that's what money does for us. It enables us right. to do what we want when we want to do it. That's the right. ultimate thing you're wanting. And and start right. looking. It truly um, is. That and, is. I want great experiences. Yeah. That is what I want. Yeah. And I want to do what I want. That and, is what I want. Money, yeah, money gives us that freedom. That's what it's about. It's not about attaining the paper, right? right. So when you start, um, it's all it's all emotion. Um, right. It is. Now, it is. Next, it is. Yeah, the next phase of release, um, you're gonna, they're, they're inviting you to start celebrating the freedoms you do have and honoring, you know, the abundance that you do have, be it financial, emotional, intellectual. Start celebrating what you do have. And what and I could that afford. And <laughs> that yeah, okay. it, it, listen, a lot of this comes free. Like, you don't have to pay. For there's so many things to celebrate that have nothing you don't you can't buy it. It's worth more than money. Um, what that does is it's going to ease your mind. It's going to ease you know the worries are going to start. I know there's things I need to do, mm-hmm. but you know what you said the key thing you said the most powerful thing you said. But what I'm doing isn't working, and you're right. Right. So let me change the way I'm seeing things. This is what you're in the process of doing. You did that with the relationship, but it's the same work. It's the same thing. So now, um, honor, honor. Mm-hmm. Yes, me worrying about it is not getting me very far. So how about I start worrying about it and start working on easing my mind, keeping myself calm, doing the things that lift me, and a lot of that stuff is free. And then you'll begin to open up to new ideas. And then you'll start right. noticing new opportunities. And now you're more attractive to people who want to work with you or want to hire you or want to. They're putting you in a place where you are confidently out here expressing to people who would pay you, um, expressing to people what you are here to do, what how you want to serve, what you have to offer. They're showing that in this last few years, you haven't exactly been self-promoting right? Um, yep. in a mm-hmm. focused way. So mm-hmm. you have things to offer that people don't know you have to offer. You have skill yep. sets, yep, and I you sure know do. which ones you want to develop, right? Sh- yep. um, and yep. it's about doing that, and this is free. This stuff is free. Start doing it in any way you can, and, and you will start receiving. People start noticing. Whatever it is you choose to do, um, yeah. They're talking about immersing yourself in it and refining your skills and refining what you do. And and while you're doing that, you're also clearing your emotional space and your thoughts about money. It's not that I should have abundance. Abundance is so. You make that shift. Yes. <laughs> the worrying is blocking. That's all. We all okay. do this, You know, it's, you're on track. I, I, this Please don't underestimate the power of the work you've done emotionally in the past few years. That is opening the door. Now you're on this path where you're, they show you where before you might have hoped that someone else could help or that being in partnership might be the answer, but now you're realizing, I can do this on my own. I'm still open to partnership and sharing my heart and having right. my earth partner walk with me. But no matter what happens, there's things I want to accomplish myself, and there's a lifestyle I want to live. Claim that lifestyle without noticing that it's not here yet <laughs> because it's already so. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. You are beautiful. I love everything you said. 
I happen to work where all the designers on Fifth Avenue, and I was up there today, and I said, oh, my God. You know, these people are creating beautiful products, sharing their joy, Mm -hmm. and I want to experience Mm -hmm. that joy. I need to make some changes so I can have things I want. So you see what happens? You're around the people doing that. It rubbed off on you. You're like, ah, they, they're showing you the answer to the question that you asked tonight. They're showing you. Okay. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to check your website and everything out. I love, I love this conversation. Thank you so much. I do, I do too. Well, thank you for receiving. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. I appreciate your call this evening. Uh, I have to tell you, I was taking notes like you were talking to me. (laughs) That was was really great. You know, I felt like I got a word. (laughs) In the pew in the church, I I got a word for me, you know. (laughs) I was talking to myself, too. Trust me. Yes. (laughs) I learned learned something I do. Mm -hmm. Well, those guides, they have wisdom and a perspective, you know, that – is outside of our human uh, framework, and so I think that's where that unification comes in. There's you know oh, yeah. many many yeah. deliverers of the message, but that message. Thank you so much. I'm glad that you called in this evening. <laughs> I'm just smiling from ear to ear. I feel like I got a personal reading. <laughs> so <laughs> we have I'm we have another. Well, I do too. Like she doesn't know. I was I was being read too. I was. It was awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got another caller here, uh, area code 404 from the home A-Town. Who are we speaking Yay. with this evening? We are speaking with Jacqueline. <laughs> Jacqueline, Hello. my dear friend Jacqueline. Yay. <laughs> Yay, and Jacqueline is a regular listener of the show and strong supporter of the Vibrarians. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm going to tune in with you. Just give me one second, and then we'll we'll roll right into it. Hold on one second. All right, so I'm instantly getting this feeling like it's time to go, 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 go. It's time to make a move. It's time to, it's time to make that move. Everything that you have been wishing for, desiring, planning, they're saying it's time to step it up, step out. Move it out of your mind into the world. Is are you resonating with this? Absolutely. Go 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 go. Yeah, it's like you have a cheerleading section. Oh, <laughs> you know, go go go. Okay, so okay, I feel like we're synced up. Where would you like to go? What's in your mind and your heart? Um. Well, I am. I know I gotta go. <laughs> so I. <laughs> Uh, really focused in on on myself and being disciplined in executing a plan which will allow me to do that. Okay. So when you say I gotta go, um, you know, I'm 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 getting the feeling like this is touching many areas of your life. Um, yeah. Um, and it may be framed. I, I don't know if you're physically moving. Are you okay? They're wanting me to get clearer on the the, the nature of the going what we're going away from. Um, Wait a minute. Like, it's so, like, it feels like you're so resolved. It's sort of over it. I can't even see what's behind me right now. Um, Mm -hmm. All right, is this an end to a living situation? Yes. 
Okay. Is it a marriage or just a living yes. situation? Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's some heavy stuff. Okay. And and I don't know why I'm not, like, I didn't pick up a marriage right away. It feels like you are so clear about what you need to do that we're talking divorce. Is that We don't even need to use the D word. Is that, yes. We're not even looking at it legally. This mm-hmm. is like, this is a matter of your spirit. We don't need yes. to put it, it's so, Wow. What all I can say is you don't have to worry and you won't have regrets. And in in the ups and downs of it, because there is a grieving, they're referencing a grieving process, even when you are prepared and focused on the transition of it all. They're talking about, you know, being gentle with yourself. Um, when those emotions arise, there's going to be certain days and certain times of the year or you're going to have a sense of, of grieving, and they're wanting you to allow yourself to fully experience that. It's, it's easy at first. Um, you know, divorce sometimes breeds, you know, exploration. Well, let me go out here and, you know, find myself again. And, but they're talking about honoring that time um, to rediscover yourself and where you are now because it's not what you're thinking it is. They're saying you're about to realize um, not only who you are, but who you've become, like what you where how you've evolved. And something about the marriage really got in the way of you even being able to see yourself when you look in the mirror. Is it a situation where it was all about him? Yep. Like there, he needed a lot of attention. There's always a lot of things that he, he would just draw you in. So they're talking about taking the next year or so to literally – Stand in front of the mirror and see yourself clearly as an individual again. Because something about that marriage, they're saying, attacks your identity. Mm-hmm. It made you question who you are. And so you're going to go through a phase um, where it's, like, it's not like you're rediscovering because you're not who you were before. There's a blessing in the struggles you've had. Because it's going, it's brought you to a place where you can see more deeply into yourself than you would have been able to without this relationship. Mm-hmm. So honor the gift that he was. It was hard, but it was a gift as well. Okay. It's what you needed to wake up. Okay. And in this transition, please give yourself time for solitude. Um, when you're tempted to do, you'll know when you're distracting yourself needlessly versus truly, you know, doing things, you know, because it's in your heart to do. Sometimes it's like, wow, I'm feeling, I'm having a hard time talking about um, the, do you have a child? Yes. Okay. And so this transition, they're they're talking about, you know, the parenting. Um, There's going to be, you have to consider, is it one child or do you have more than one child? Just one. Okay. It's a boy? Yes. Okay, so they're talking about, you know, your attention really needing uh, to be on him, you know, of course. Um, And in this, to please carve out time for yourself, solitude. Um, It may be tempted to fall into friends and meet new people, and yeah, but you're going to need a period of time where you're really literally seeing, finding yourself again and seeing who you are today. Who you are today is not who you were when you got married. And and taking care of your son um, and yourself 
there, just please carve out time to really, really go through the grieving process. When your son is going through the transition, um, it's important you care for yourself so that you're available and present to him as well to help him understand the things that are unfolding. Now, I'm not sure how how things are going. I know you're very clear, but it, it doesn't feel like a completely smooth uh, transition for your husband. Is he on board with this idea that there's no going back? Seems like he is, but I'm I'm not really sure. Yeah. So be ready. Take nurture yourself every chance you get. So just know, no matter what comes up, um, you need to be at a place where things can bounce off of you. If it's not loving, I don't have time for it. I'm not going to engage in anything that doesn't support your son or support your well-being. Yes. Um, let him go through his stuff on his own. Yes. They're talking about laying in the bed that he made. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay. He'll be fine. It's so is there there's a there is still you this is what you need to work. You don't necessarily see this clearly yet, but though it seems like it's about him, it's really about you taking on responsibility for his emotion. And and you're gonna spend some time reconciling that and really facing yourself and understanding your contribution to what happened, um, you took on uh, some responsibility for someone else's stuff. And it was out of love. You get that. It's like, well, that wasn't good for me. Okay, that was draining. Can't do that. Um, and, but in doing that, you, you were able to distract yourself from some, some of your own emotion. And this is a time where you literally look in the mirror. And I'm talking about when you get out of the shower, don't put clothes, look at yourself and become reacquainted with this beautiful human spirit that you are. That's exactly and, where I am. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I'm, I'm, I'm fighting and focused on. Yeah, it, it's hard. Like, this is the hardest thing, but it's, it's, it's so, like, it's time. It's just time for mm-hmm. you to step back into your world, your life, your, when I say life, um, your, your essence, um, and not, don't don't be so fast to connect with someone new. You need this time to connect with yourself first. Mm-hmm. And and you'll know when you're clear enough to. Um, they're talking about you know when you now when you venture into a new relationship of a lot of this old stuff coming right back up because you're mm-hmm. gonna whatever you haven't resolved you're gonna attract whoever is is the right combination of emotion to, to draw out what you haven't faced yet. So we're talking about doing some of that work, you know, taking, you know, several months, up to a year, to just really develop your new routines, your new life, develop new traditions with your son, new traditions. They're, they're talking about celebrating things that maybe you didn't celebrate before. Like maybe once a month you have a party because it's Sunday. <laughs> they're talking about this this coming up with reasons to celebrate is so important for him during this transition um, mm-hmm. because there was a lot of fun that was not being had when you were married. Are you still in the same house with your husband or are you moved out? Nope, I'm still in it. Okay. So 
once you once you two truly physically separate, they keep saying there's no looking back. Like this is like this is gonna happen. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So um, be um, it's gonna it's not gonna be easy. They just just know that it's like exhilarating at first. Like woo, okay, I'm doing taking the step. But just be prepared when when the emotions come on. Do not run away, and understand and embrace your humanness. And be gentle with yourself and allow yourself to feel sad and allow yourself to question yourself. Allow yourself to feel whatever you feel. And, and, and those, there's going to be times you need some space to just be alone and to cry or to be angry. Don't run away from any of that. They're, mm-hmm. they're cautioning against, you know, sometimes it gets hard. So we say, well, I'm just going to meet someone new and start and the best cure, right? The best way to get over a relationship is a new one, right? Not always, because then you find yourself attracting some of the same stuff right back because you haven't resolved it yet. So look at this as you're embracing you again. You are the love of your life. And, and finding new ways to celebrate. With that, that helps your son through this transition. Um, new ways, to, the simple celebrations. They're talking about... Um, like having game night. Um, they're showing me balloons. I don't know. I don't know. Where am I? I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm like at a carnival or something. I'm trying new things um, mm-hmm. and really helping him focus and you both being active with things that interest you, like hobbies or anything he's into, really focusing and keeping both of your minds on, on things that you enjoy. And, and that's just key. They say, they're just saying prepare to really get to know yourself again. And, to, and you're still releasing what the relationship has, what, you, what it put on you. It's like mm-hmm. you're taking those layers off. They're, they're mm-hmm. saying like he put a costume on you. I don't know if he put you on a pedestal and wanted you to be a certain way and you tried to accommodate that. You're taking all of that off. Mm-hmm. And they talk about standing naked again. Without mm-hmm. all that stuff being piled on top of you. Mm, hallelujah. <laughs> it's going to be cathartic. Like, it's, But you're about to do some hard work. It's just, just you know, you are. It's not going to be easy. And like, it's going to be, it's like, it's worth more than anything. You're regaining, um, you are rediscovering yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's this more valuable than anything. And in the end, you know, after this year-long transition, you hit a stride, and your son is going to become stronger. Um, he's going to have, they're talking about him regaining faith and trust in the world. Mm-hmm. Something about the environment um, has been a drain on him as well. Yes. Um, and you're going to create a space where he can regain. And he's also going to learn a lot about what love is. So there's love here. It's not, you know, love or like There's love here. Um, but there's just, a, you know, a lot of really heavy lessons all mixed in in it. And, that, and that's what love is. Um, love doesn't mean that, oh, well, we have to be together and we have to be this. And we, it's not, it has nothing to do with the roles and responsibilities we throw on top of it. Um, in the end, you'll all be fine. And, and the world will look different, feel different. There'll be different people and situations, um, but you'll all be fine. They show this transitioning where the, the three of you become stronger um, and clearer. 
Mm-hmm. And there is a there is an apology. I don't know if that's something you've been created. In the future, there is a sincere recognition and a sincere apology for whatever has gone down, mm-hmm. which they say we don't need to get into. Mm-hmm. Are you resonating with that? All the way, 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't even really... <laughs> you didn't even what? Ask a question. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Um, it just, the time, some time has to take place because your husband has to, um, He there's so much he can't see right now. He's just, he's very fearful. That was at the root of everything that's happened. He's very fearful. But you cannot be his strength, his protector, um, his shield, um, his guide. Is like you can't you can't be all these things for anyone. There's, you know, this is stuff we each have to do on our own. Mm-hmm. We support one another, but we can't do the heavy lifting on behalf of another. Right. I, right now, I got to heavy lift myself. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot, but you'll be fine. Oh, and please exercise. You need that release. Okay. I don't know if you like strength training, but they're specifically talking about doing things that build muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, this this such it'll keep your um, your hormone levels, um, you know, in the right space. It'll keep your energy circulating. It'll keep you clear, especially if you have a routine where you, once you get used to doing it, it's really easy. Because then you'll be like, if you don't work out one day, you'll feel like, I have to work out. Like they're talking about developing these new habits that strengthen you. And something about building muscle um, mm-hmm. is just, whew. It's going to talk about you feeling so good. It's so, like, your posture, your head being held high, and it's feeling so strong again. Did you used to play sports? You know, then you stopped been kind of athletic, you know, working out a lot. And so here recently I've resumed that with a vengeance. <laughs> oh, well, that's what I'm picking up on. Okay, yeah. yay. Yeah, do that. Yeah, so Keep that up. I'm, I'm working out and challenging other people to, to join me because the working out is helping me to process, stay focused, um, stay focused on the moves and what I need to do and the discipline mm-hmm. related to that. So, and I had been meditating I got to get into some strength training. I want to feel strong. I want to feel like a warrior, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's awesome. That's with me. Um, and I'm I'm very conscientious about my hormones, being hormonally balanced, um, because mm-hmm. I know my mood affects everything, um, which has mm-hmm. a lot to do with my hormones. Yes, and but they're also saying if the mood is low, don't don't run from that. Let it play out. Mm-hmm. You let it play out. Feel what you feel. You're going to feel some things that are hard to feel. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, welcome to humanity. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes you won't have the strength to go do anything but lay in the bed. And if that's what you need that day, let that happen. Eat mm-hmm. well, drink a lot of water, rest, cry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how you release, right? Um, you know, and if you feel like the type of spirit that won't attach and hold on, where it morphs into depression, they're saying, you know when, okay, I did, you know when it's time to let me get up now. Um, yes, I do. And you have a good support system, so you're, you'll be fine. Awesome. Well, that was uh, well, but, 
spot on. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very well, much. Uh, thank you for thank you thank for you. calling in uh, this evening. And we are just getting into our last minute or so of the show here. And Kimberly, thank you so much for uh, joining me this evening for the Psychic Inside Show. It's been wonderful being able to have this conversation with you, and I definitely uh, will be listening to it again personally. The show will be available on Blog Talk Radio within about 30 minutes for people who want to listen to it uh, going forward. And in about a week or so, it will be on the Vibrary YouTube channel, which is a little easier to listen to longer uh, videos on YouTube because it keeps your place uh, in in terms of how far you get. And also this uh, episode will be available at iTunes for the Vibrary Radio Network podcast for people who want to listen in their cars on their way to the commute. So I just really uh, appreciate you spending this time here. I think it was a valuable conversation to have, Um, definitely valuable for me, and I'm sure our listening audience as well. So thank you, Kimberly. Did you have any last uh, advice or parting words of wisdom for our callers this evening? Well, first, I want to thank you for having me on, and I just want to acknowledge um, the power of what you're doing by uniting, um, just sort of being, serving, you know, providing this bridge to everyone and, and uniting people doing this work. I just appreciate what you're doing, and I just want to honor that, and thank you for having me on. <laughs> uh, as far as words of wisdom, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the wisest thing I've ever said. I don't know. Um, right. <laughs> I, I don't even know anything I just said to anyone. It's truly an individual experience. There are as many paths as there are people. What's right for one person won't be right for someone else. That's just it. The key is knowing knowing your soul and, and honoring and having the courage to follow what you are. So I'm honored to well, play a part in, in helping people celebrate who they are. So thank you for letting me do this. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for shining your light. And I look forward to continued conversations with you out in the world and from learning from you. I know I'll have more opportunities to do so as well. And uh, I thank all of you who have listened this evening. Uh, normally the Psychic Insight Show is on Tuesday. So join me this coming Tuesday at 9 p.m. My guest on the show is Nick Martin, and Nick is a local area to Atlanta a psychic. You may remember his brother, Bo Lawton, who was one of the guests on the Psychic Inside show some months back. They've got a little family thing going where they're really tapped into uh, spirit and are able to channel, look at past lives, and both of them are mediums. So Nick is the younger brother, the baby brother, so I'm really interested to have him on to share his story. And then uh, coming up on the Vibrarian show on our Thursday topical discussion, we are getting ready to have an episode on uh, DMT and the journey, the, the psychedelic journey of the 
um, various medicine pathways. You may have heard of ayahuasca, frog medicine, peyote, mushrooms. All of these are various ways of having a shamanic or journeying experience into the outer areas of consciousness. And so I do have a special episode coming up on that where I've got some people who are experts in the various medicines that will be joining me for that show. So I'm so appreciative that you spend the time with me each week and that the message is able to be heard internationally. I think we're up to 12 different countries where these shows have been heard at this point, and I'm so grateful for that opportunity to spread the tree branches of the vibrary on over into as much consciousness as possible. So until we meet again, I'm wishing you all of the blessings that you can have to overflow and let it spill out of your arms and out of your heart and then just trickle all around you. And the light in me definitely honors the light in you. Namaste.